let's get right into God's word. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter, chapter number one, and we'll read in verse number nine. Colossians chapter one, verse nine says, For this cause, Paul said, we also, since today we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and the desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful. Now that's the word right there. That's what God wants to happen in your life today is be fruitful. Being fruitful is the key word in every good work. And then increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power under all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks to the Father, which has made us meet to be partaker of his inheritance in the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, that verse, number verse number 13, is what we're on right now. Giving thanks to the Father is our series. Giving thanks to the Father. This is part five, volume two, giving thanks to the Father. Because we're just going about showing you what God has already done. That's what we are, showing you what God has already done. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. So I've already talked about the power of darkness and what was the power of darkness. Now we're going to the, the next part of that same teaching, has translated us, past tense, has translated us. Well, if God has translated us, where are, where are we now if he's translated us? Father, we thank you now for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy. Thank you for your grace and your truth. And Father, we thank you for your, your, your cross. Thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. Thank you for paying our sin debt, taking our place on the cross, becoming a sacrifice for our sins, we honor you, we praise you, we appreciate you, and we bless you today. And I use us for your glory. In the name of Jesus, our Lord, we pray. And all the grief of that prayer said amen. Now, now in, in Colossians chapter number one, we are using this verse, number 12, giving thanks to the Father. Now, that's our series. Now, we're going to get into a little more of that next week, why we're using the term Father and all of that. We're going to be talking about that and why Paul always gave thanks to the Father. All right? Now, we're going to also give you our text again because we just talked about last week, we talked about he had translated us. He has translated us. Now, if he's translated us, he's telling you where you are now in, in Christ. He has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. God has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, if God has already translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, he's telling you where you are. But most people don't know what the kingdom is. So my job is to, is to inform you now what is the kingdom of God. If he's translated us into the kingdom, then what is that kingdom? Amen. What is that kingdom? Amen. If he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. If he's translated us into the kingdom of your dear son, then where are we? Amen. You can just walk down the middle of the aisle and look at the screen and see what's going on, right? Just, every time I say something, there's a... All right. He has translated us into the kingdom of God, dear son. Well, if God has translated us into the kingdom of your dear son, then where are we? Where are we now? We're in the kingdom. But what does that mean? Now, that's going to be my subject today. Because if God has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, then we're going to teach today Christ is the kingdom of God. If God has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, then what is the kingdom? God has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Then we're going to talk about Christ is the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not going to, I could teach this, what is the kingdom of God? But I'm not going to teach what is the kingdom of God. I'm going to teach Christ is the kingdom of God. Christ is the kingdom of God is what I'm going to teach you. All right? Now, you got your Bible. I'm going to take you into some of that. Let's go to Luke 17. 
I want to do this teaching because this is what I looked at. What I looked at is, if you ask most people uh, what happened when Christian died, if you ask them, where do they go? Most people would tell you, well, they go to, they go to heaven, they go to heaven, they're going to be with the Lord, but that's all they know. The church is very ignorant uh, in this area. And, I, and not here at Do Afraid. Do Afraid, uh, we know what's going on because they, they get this kind of teaching here. But most people that you hear, you know, they're up there somewhere, you know, they have no kind of knowledge on, on, on the kingdom, you know. Uh, but we got to show you who the kingdom is because it's not just the kingdom. Now, we taught on the kingdom of God uh, this past week and we showed you uh, what the kingdom is and what does it mean and, uh, it's God's government, it's God's dominion, it's, it's God's citizens, it's, all, it's God's territory. And then we showed you in Ephesians 2.19 uh, that, that you are a citizen of the kingdom. And so that's what you got to understand. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. If you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, then you got to know what's going on. Okay? Now, your citizenship is not from heaven. Let me, let me read that first since I said it. Ephesians chapter 2. And verse number 19, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 19 says, now, now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints. Now the saints were the Jewish believers at that time. Uh, you are fellow citizens with the saints and, watch this, of the household of God. Fellow citizen. Now, if I'm a fellow citizen, then I got to know what my citizenship is. You, 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 you're born of the Spirit. You got to know that you are already a citizen of the kingdom of God. All right? Now, that's what God is trying to get us to understand so we can begin to think different. You got to know where your citizenship is. All right? But we'll get to that. Look, look at the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 17 because we want to teach you on the kingdom. Now, Jesus taught the gospel of the kingdom. Let me say that first of all. Jesus Christ taught the gospel. I'm going to be going to the gospel of St. Luke chapter 17. I'm going to go to verse 20. But Jesus taught the gospel of the kingdom. Now, if Jesus Christ taught the gospel of the kingdom, then what's the kingdom? See, he couldn't, he couldn't use the word Christ. He had to use the word kingdom. All right? So that means that Christ is the kingdom of God. Now, now, now watch what it says. Christ is the kingdom of God. This is why you preach Christ and him crucified. Now watch verse number 20. When he was the man of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come. Remember, he'd been talking about the kingdom of God all the way through his message. So the Pharisees asked him, when will the kingdom of God come? He answered them and said, the kingdom of God, watch this now. Cometh not with observation. Cometh not. The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. I want to make sure you pick up the word not. The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to see it. Now, I'm going to show you what people have a problem with in the body of Christ because we don't understand the difference between the Son of Man revealed and the kingdom of God revealed. See, the Son of Man was revealed to Israel. They saw him. Every eye saw him. But not with us. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. See? But Christ is, is the kingdom. See, this is an awesome, awesome, awesome ministry. Now, watch what it says again. In the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter number uh, 17, verse 20, when the Pharisees demanded, when will the kingdom of God come? He answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Did you get that? The kingdom of God is where? Within you. So you got to know if the kingdom of God is within you and you can, you study the new covenant now, then who's the kingdom? See, that's why we're going to show you Christ is the kingdom of God. Now, we're going to stop right there. We're not done. We're going to come right back to Luke 17. But I want to go over and read now where the apostle Paul was teaching uh, in Colossians. Let's go back to Colossians and let's look at that. Well, Paul began to teach uh, in Colossians chapter number 1 and verse 23. He says, Colossians 1, 23. That's where we're at. Paul says, if you continue in the faith, 
grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is on the heaven whereof I, Paul, am a minister. Now, he's getting ready to tell you that he ministered to everyone that's under heaven, every creature which is under heaven. Then he says, who now rejoice in my suffering for you, fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I made a minister according, watch this, to the dispensation of God. Now, dispensation of God is the gospel of grace, the dispensation of grace. According to the dispensation of God, which is given to me, which is the gospel of grace, for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generation, and, but is now made manifest to his saint. Now, he said, the mystery, even the mystery. Now, remember, this is no S on the word mystery. It's mystery, even the mystery. This is very important because you have to know what is the mystery. When you study uh, Matthew 13, Mark 4, Luke 8, one will say mystery. So you, then the other two will say mysteries. So the mystery is Christ. All right? The mystery is Christ, which has been hid from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery once again. There's no S, just mystery. Among the Gentiles, then he's going to tell you what the mystery is, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is it? Christ in you, the hope of glory. I want somebody out there to say that because I don't want to go anywhere because I just read to you the kingdom of God is within you. Now, what is the kingdom of God? Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you're saved, where is Christ? Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Now, that's when you're saved. You got to know that. If you're saved, Christ is in you. Now, Paul taught that Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, verse 28, one in every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man, watch this, perfect in Christ. Come on, say that with me. I'm perfect in Christ. Now, I'm also going to show you in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, I am complete in Christ. Say, I'm perfect in Christ. Then you're going to say, I'm complete in Christ. Because you got to understand, uh, everything is completed in Christ. Everything. You're perfect in Christ, and you're complete in Christ. All right, we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus on the good work. But everything you got to understand, you're perfect in Christ. Here, it says you're perfect in Christ. But also, we're going to show you you're complete in Christ. Now, why am I showing you this? Because I'm showing you Christ of the kingdom. Did you see Galatia? I mean, so Colossians told you that uh, what the kingdom is. Christ in you, the hope of glory. All right, now let's go back to Luke chapter 17 and watch what it says in verse 20. And he was the man of the Pharisee when the kingdom of God should come. He answered them and said, the kingdom of God coming not with observation. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Okay, now once again, and out there who listen to us, uh, our, our, our wonderful people who tunes in every Sunday, good morning, uh, Door Faith Christian Church. Good morning, all our brothers and sisters all over the world. Good morning. Amen. We are so glad you tune in this morning. But I want to show you it's Christ in you. See, when he says the kingdom, we want to always understand when, Paul, when Jesus taught the gospel of the kingdom, he was telling you the mystery. That was not the revelation. So if I preach to you kingdom, I'm preaching to you mystery, I'm not preaching to you revelation. Although Christ is the kingdom. You see? So when I preach to you Christ, I'm preaching to you the kingdom, but I'm preaching to you the revelation of the kingdom. See, the revelation of the kingdom is Christ. The kingdom is the mystery. So you go back and read Matthew 13, Mark 4, and Luke 8, you will see Jesus taught them in parables, and he called it the mysteries of the kingdom. Now, why did he teach the mystery? 
He taught mysteries, then he taught the word mystery because he could not teach them Christ yet because Christ has not come. Otherwise, the work had not been finished. All right? Now, let's get that in mind. Let's, let's complete reading this in Luke 17, 22. So the kingdom of God is within you. Verse 20, 22 said, and he said to the disciples, the days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man. And remember now, he's teaching them the Son of Man. When you get into the new covenant, you're teaching the Son of God. All right? But he was in the flesh, so he's the Son of Man. Son of Man means Son of Adam. All right? Watch this, because I want get to you, get you to see something. They're going to desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and shall not see it. And they shall say, see here or see there, go not after them, nor follow them. Then they're going to say, for as the lightning that shineth a lightning out of the one part of the heaven and shineth even to the other part of the heaven, so, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. Now, we're still talking about Son of Man. I think this is what get people is Jesus Christ is 100% God and 100% man. And honor to the Jews or to the Israel, he was son of man. They saw him physically in the flesh. God was in Christ's reconciling world to himself. They could see him. You don't see him, but he's still here. He's still with you and in you. But he's not son of man. He's son of God. All right, now watch this. But first in verse 25, he said, you're going to, you're going to, you also shall, so shall the Son of Man be in his day. Verse 25. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation, which was 2,000 years ago. They rejected him. And it was in, as in the days of Noah. Now he's going to give you how you can know them, how they could know. I know people think it's us today, but you, you're missing it. You're missing it. I, it doesn't care. I'm telling you now, you can, you're missing it. And I missed it for a long time. After 40 years of ministry, the, you know, the Lord, the Lord showed me something. He said, look, he's giving you as in the days of Noah. Now, you got to understand something. Noah days, first of all, was before the flood. Now, before the flood was before the tribulation. So you got to understand, if you got to take, you got to take Genesis chapter 1 and bring Genesis chapter 1 all the way down to Genesis chapter 7. All right? That is a complete Bible. After Genesis chapter 7, you're going to have a Genesis chapter 8, which Noah is going to find grace and start a new dispensation. So you got to take Genesis chapter 1 through verse 7, through chapter 7, and that's what you have had from Genesis all the way down to Malachi. So Jesus is come at the end of the world. Let me show you that. Let me show, let me show you what he says. Let me show you. Go, go to Hebrew. Let me show you what he says. See, if you read what, it's te- what he tell you, uh, in the book of Hebrews, watch what he told you. In the book of Hebrews, and you're going to look at, uh, he says he came once in the end of the world. Well, if he came at, and and I'm reading Titus, that's why I'm not going to find it. He came at the end of the world. Well, if he came at once in the end of the world to be sacrificed. Well, if he came once at the end of the world to be sacrificed, then you got to understand that. That's what happened to Jesus Christ. I, I thought I was able to run right into it. I think it's chapter 7. He came once in the end of the world. All right. I'll find that just a minute. Amen. All right. I'll get there in a minute. I want to hit it myself. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26. We have one believer here who found it. Thank you very much. Hebrews chapter number 9. All right. Now, in Hebrew chapter 9 and verse 26 says, For then must he have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world. Now, if, if he came at the end of the world, 
Listen, it had to be the end of the age. The word world means age. He came at the end of the age. All right? That's just like it was in the days of Noah. When was the flood? When was the tribulation? When was the Noah's uh, ark built? At the end of the flood. At the end of the world, I'm sorry, before the flood. All right? In Hebrews 9, 26, and then... He often suffered, he, he often has suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world, watch this, has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of, of himself. Now, if he came and put away sin, you know it's not now, it was 2,000 years ago. That was the end of the world. Okay, let's move on. Now, Luke chapter number 17 again, in verse number 26. And 26 said, as in the days of Noah. Now, Noah is the same thing with Noah. Once in the days of Noah. Shall also be in the days of the Son of Man. It's going to be just like it was in the days of the Son of Man. Well, you have to go back and take Jesus' ministry, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, at the end of the, end of the world, and go back and show what happened at the end of the world when Noah came. Okay? Now, it was the same way. They did eat, they drink, they married wives, they were given in marriage. Until the day that Noah, watch what Noah did, Noah entered into the ark. Noah entered into the ark. Well, we're going to show you what Jesus Christ entered into. See, the Bible told you what Jesus Christ, that same chapter number 9 of Hebrew. Let's go back and see and start verse 11. What did Jesus Christ enter? He entered into his church. Let me show it to you. Hebrew chapter 9 and verse 11. But Christ, becoming high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. We're going to show you that in verse 24. We're going to go over there too. More not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building. Jesus Christ is a more perfect tabernacle. Neither by the blood of of goats and calves, but by his own blood, here it is, by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place. Wait a minute. If he entered into the holy place, then what's the holy place? The church. He entered into the church. Having obtained eternal redemption for us, he entered into the church. For if the blood of bulls and goats the ashes of heifer sprinkling unclean, sanctify the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Now, if he entered into the holy place, let's look at, start over in verse 23. We're in Hebrew 9, 23. For it is therefore necessary that the patterns of these things in the heavens shall be purified with with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifice than these. Watch verse 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places, places made with hands, made with hands, which is a figure, which was a figure of the truth, but into heaven itself. Now, what is he talking about? Christ entered into heaven. He entered into the holy place, which is the church, which is New Jerusalem. Okay? Now, see, you saw the people when they were raised from the dead. It was a type of the shadow when Jesus was crucified. The Bible said they got up from the grave and they went into Jerusalem. Well, he's talking about spiritually, all right? Not a physical, all right? Now, watch this, because this is what Jesus went to. Hebrews 9, 24 says, And Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the truth, but into heaven itself, watch this, now to appear in the presence of God for us. For yet that he should offer himself, not that, for yet that he should offer himself without, I mean, often as a high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then he must have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once again, here it is, but now, once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed to men once to die, but after this the judgment, 
So Christ, he once offered to bear the sins of many, and for them that look for him shall you appear the second time without sin on the salvation. Well, who looked for him? The Jews. Because Jesus just told them, what? let's go back and show you that. Now, watch what he says. He told them, as in the days of Noah. We're in Luke 17 and 26. It's going to be as in the days of Noah. Otherwise, before the flood, before tribulation, which was 2,000 years ago, before tribulation, and he told them what happened. Then in verse 28, likewise also, he says now, in verse 27, they ate, they drank, they married, they were given in marriage until the day, until the day Noah entered into the ark. Now let's go back. When did Noah enter into the ark? Noah entered into the ark after the ark was finished. Remember what Jesus says in Matthew 16, in verse 18. Thou art Peter, and up on this rock, not up on Peter, but upon this rock, Christ, I will build my church. Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, is God's foundation that the church was built upon. Come on, now you got to understand something. God didn't build his church on Peter. He built his church on Christ. Christ is the foundation. Let me just show you that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. See, a lot of people think that Peter is a foundation. You've been lied to. You've been, you, you've been spoken to wrongly. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, the Bible going to tell you who the foundation is. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3 gave you who is the foundation. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. And the foundation is Christ. So if I started reading, uh, Paul said in verse 6, I have planted a pot of water, but God gave the increase. So then, neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that water, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and they that water the one, every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. We are labored together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Watch what he says. According to the grace of God, which is given me, Paul says, as a wise master builder, I, watch what Paul says, not Peter, James, and John, I, I've laid the foundation, and another build thereon. But let every man take heed how he build thereon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid. Here it is, which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the foundation. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it. Here it is. It shall be revealed by fire, the fire shall try every man's work what sort it is. And so they, they had to build up on the foundation. The foundation is Christ. That's who you build up on, Christ, not on Peter. Don't, don't let nobody deceive you now. All right. Now, as in the days of Noah, then he gave them another illustration in Luke chapter 17. He says in verse 28, likewise also as it was in the days of Lot. So he gave them two, two people to understand. Old Testament, Noah, and now in another dispensation. Lot was not in the same dispensation Noah. Remember, Noah was before the flood. Lot was after the flood. Noah generation from Genesis 1 down to Genesis chapter 7, they were destroyed by flood. But the people who was after in the generation of Lot, which came after Noah, they were destroyed by fire. All right, now that's what he's giving you. So when Jesus Christ come, he's coming to, to tell, show you how it works. So all the people in the days of, of Paul, they tribulation will be a flood, will be tribulation, that's how they're going to be destroyed. Paul killed a lot of them himself. But then everybody else now, judgment is by fire. So what happened when you don't want Christ? You're, you're burned with fire. All right, that's what you understand. As in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, planted, and they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, he's giving you two instances. The same day, he used the same day that Noah went into the ark. Then he shows you the next the same day that Lot went out of Sodom. 
it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man, watch this, is revealed. Now, the Son of Man was revealed. Remember, Son of Man, you're talking about Jesus Christ in the flesh. They were able to see him. Let me show you that in the book of Revelation. In Revelation chapter 1, when Jesus Christ came back with all his angels, those Jews and also the people who crucified him, they saw Jesus. And people are telling you that today. That's not for you today. I'm going to show you he's revealed today, but not revealed so you can see him. All right, watch this. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 7, said, Behold, he cometh with clouds. Now, this was to John's letter to the church of God. Remember the seven churches that was in Asia, not in Pontiac, not in Michigan. All right? Now, the seven churches which are in Asia, those were Jewish believers. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. See, that's revealed. I'm going to give you that. That's Thessalonians. Every eye shall see him. Every eye shall see him. Otherwise, he's going to come visible. And the lightning shines from the east to the west. They're going to be able to see it. But he coming with cloud. Every eye shall see him. They also was pierced him. Now, the one pierced him was the Romans. I mean, you don't have Roman soldiers piercing people today. He's giving you what happened. And they, and they all, all the kindreds of the earth, now all the kindreds of the earth were Jews. And the kindreds of the earth, which was a tribe, the word kindred means tribe, the tribe of the earth, shall well because of him, even so, amen. All right, now, that's when Jesus says, I am Alpha and Omega, I'm the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. Now, he, that letter was written to the Jewish believer. All right, now, let's move and show you another example because I'm showing you the problem is Christ. Let's go to Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3, this is what happened. People read this, the first thing they think about is Christ. See, Christ is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. God translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. So where are you? In the kingdom of God, dear son. What is the kingdom of God, dear son? Christ. Now here's a person already in Christ, and they're still waiting for Jesus. Think, think about it. Just think about it. Just take a moment and just think. Here's a person already in Christ, Christ already in them, and they're waiting for Jesus. Can't you see you, you're having a problem knowing who he is? Jesus is called the Son of Man, visible. They will see him visible. Christ is in you, the Holy Spirit. Your salvation is spiritual. Their salvation is in the old covenant was natural. They had a natural Jesus who came to them naturally, born in a manger, naturally. You have a spiritual Jesus who's been raised from the dead, glorified. He the one lived in you. Okay? Now, watch what he said to them. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3. Paul said, we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brothers, as is meet because your faith grows exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other abound, abounded, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God. Now remember, this is Thessalonians. Thessalonians is the churches of God. Churches of God were dominant Jews, okay? They had a few Gentiles when Paul, Peter preached to them in Acts chapter 10. Other than that, they were dominant Jews. So that we, we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecution, watch this, in all your persecution and tribulation that you endure. See, they were already in tribulation, just like John was on the island of Patmos. 
which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may obtain, watch what he says, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Now, we are not suffering today to get in the kingdom. He was talking to the church at Thessalonians who were Jews. Sin is a righteous thing to God to recompense tribulation, watch this, tribulation to those that trouble you. And you who are troubled, rest with us. When? When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed. Remember, this is what Jesus told them in John 17, in verse 30, that the Son of Man will be revealed. John 17 and 30. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed from heaven. The Son of Man is revealed from heaven. Well, this is what Paul is talking about. The Son of Man is revealed from heaven to the Jewish believer. The Son of Man is revealed from heaven. Let me say it again now. Don't miss this. The Son of Man is revealed from heaven to the Jewish believer. Christ is not, Christ revealed in you. God revealed Christ in you and to you. But Jesus, the Son of Man, will reveal from heaven to them. All right, I hope you can understand. I pray for you. Second Thessalonians, once again, chapter 1. And verse 7 says, To you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed, that I would again, from heaven, with his mighty angels. Well, what is he, what is he coming back with mighty angels for? I'm glad you asked. Let's hold on. We'll come right back to Thessalonians. And let's go to Daniel chapter 7. What is he coming with his mighty angels for? See, when you get this, you'll realize you'll thank God and not you. What is he coming with his mighty angels for? He coming to judge the world. Remember in the days of Noah, it was the time of judgment. All men died that was in the flesh. All right, now watch this. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, watch what Daniel said he saw. And I beheld till the thrones were cast down. And the ancient of days did sit, now we know that's Christ, whose judgment was white as, whose garment, I'm sorry, was white as snow. Hairs of his head like pure wool. Now this is the same thing John saw on the island of Patmos. And when you read this, you will see this is the exact same thing that John saw in Revelation chapter 1, verse 14. He saw Jesus. This is what he saw. I saw, the, I saw him whose garment was white as snow, hairs of his head like wool. His throne was like fiery flame, and as a, his wheels as burning fire. See? His fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand, thousand ministered to him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. Watch this. The judgment was set and the books were opened. Now that's the judgment that happened at the end of the, the world that Paul, Peter, James, and John was in, that Jesus came in. At the end of that world, there was judgment. Just like it was at the end of the world where Noah was in, there was judgment. That's why Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord and now Noah, his sons, his three sons and three wives, and his, his Noah's wife, they went into the new world after the judgment. After the judgment, everybody got on the ark, lived. Everybody got on that boat, survived. Everybody got off the boat, went back into the new world, and began to live. Judgment was over. All right? But they were judged while they were in the ark. Judgment came. All right, so that's what you got to understand. God has is giving you Christ. God has given you Christ and put you in Christ. This is not for you. Daniel chapter 9 was already been fulfilled by Christ. Watch what it says. Judgment was set, verse 10, and the book was open. I mean, God's not judging you out of a book. Because you in Christ, there's no condemnation. In verse 11, say, and John, uh, uh, Daniel says, Remember, Gabriel is teaching Daniel. And I beheld because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. 
I beheld even till the beast was slain. Now this was the Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians. And his body destroyed and given to the burning flames. As concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away. Yet their lie were prolonged for a season. I saw in the night vision, and behold, here it is, one like the Son of Man. He came with the clouds of heaven. That's what I read to you. He came with the angels of heaven. Came to the ancient of days, and they brought him near. What? What's going on? Judgment. And that was given him dominion. See, everything was given back to Jesus Christ after he died and buried and raised again from the dead. God gave him dominion back, gave him glory back, gave him a kingdom that all people, nation, language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion. Did you hear what I say? His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. You and, the, you and Christ, Christ's dominion is nev- not going to pass away. Uh, his kingdom shall not be destroyed. You are in the kingdom of God now. You are in the kingdom of God. God's kingdom, Romans 14, 17, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's not going to be destroyed. God's righteousness, you in Christ, you in God's righteousness, you in God's peace. That's, nobody can stop that. Nobody can stop God's righteousness. Nobody can stop God's peace. Somebody ought to get, get praise. Nobody can stop God's joy. They put Peter and Peter and, 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 and James and John, put them boys in prison and put Paul in prison. You can't stop joy. You can't stop righteousness. You can't stop peace. And so when God gave us his kingdom, he gave us his kingdom in his son, Jesus Christ. Christ is the kingdom. So you got to understand, this is what happened uh, in, in Daniel chapter number 7. And, and, and when you read that, it's the same thing in the book of Revelation. John saw Jesus when he came. Uh, that's Revelation chapter 1. Let me just read a little of that. You'll see the same thing that was, I read to you in Daniel. When Jesus Christ came, this is what John saw. Revelation chapter number 1, this is what John saw. John says out in, in verse 9, Revelation 1 and 9, I, John who am your brother and companion, watch this, in tribulation. In the kingdom, I was in, the, in, in tribulation, I'm in the kingdom, and the patience of Jesus Christ. I was on the isle that's called Patmos. I was there for the word of God, I was there for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice of a trumpet. John saw Jesus Christ in the church. See, the book of Revelation is a revelation to John. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ to John. Watch this. One of, what, did he, what Paul said is, he's in the church. What, what did Paul say? He's in the holy place. Well, the holy place is the church. That's New Jerusalem. Here it is. And I was in the spirit. Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, I'm the first and the last. What thou see is right in the book, send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. That what, this revelation wasn't to the body of Christ. It was to these seven churches. And then John says, I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and behold, I saw, watch this, seven golden candlesticks. Well, what is seven golden candlesticks? The church, the seven churches. I saw him in the midst of the church. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, the church. One like the Son of Man. This is what Daniel saw in Daniel chapter 7. This is his, this, he was clothed with a garment down to the foot girdle about the pap with a golden girdle. His head and his hair were white like wool, white as snow. His eye were like a flame of fire. This is what Daniel saw. Daniel told you it was going to happen. The fulfillment was in the book of Revelation. And then verse 15, his feet like unto fine brass as it had burned in the furnace, his voice at the sound of many waters, and he had in his right hand seven stars out of his mouth with a sharp two-edged sword, his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength, 
And when I saw him, Daniel says, I mean, John now, not Daniel, John, see, I saw him. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet for dead. He laid his right hand upon me, just like he did Daniel, laid his right hand upon me. He said, fear not, John. I am the first and the last. He introduced himself to John. I am he that liveth. I am he that was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Somebody ought to give him praise out there. I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And, and watch what he says. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Some, somebody ought to be happy about that. I don't have to be worried about it. no man take my life, Jesus Christ says. I got power to lay it down. I got power to take it up again. See, he has the keys. The word keys mean power and authority. He has the power and authority to send a man to hell. You, nobody can send no man to hell. Nobody. Only Jesus Christ can send you to hell. And only reason you're going to hell, you reject Christ. You, you don't believe in his death, death, and resurrection. You think you'll save another way. I, I'm the, he that liveth and was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore and have the keys of hell and of death. You, you can't beat that man if he got the keys of hell and death. And then in verse 19, he said, Write the thing which thou hast seen, and the thing which are, and the thing which shall be hereafter. Then he told him, he said, Now the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand are the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven candlesticks which you saw are the seven churches. So he saw Jesus, the Son of Man, in the midst of the church. Now I'm, I'm, I'm building my case because I'm getting ready to take you on a journey to show you that Jesus Christ told you where he was. And then when he came, let's show you back in Thessalonians when he did come. And verse 7 says, chapter 1, verse 7, And you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels that I showed you in Daniel chapter 7, in flame and fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. That's why he hath his angels with him. That, they, that the one that did not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction. Now, if you, if you know anything about the word, you ought to know it's not us, because I just read to you verse 8. Did you hear what verse 8 said? Let me read it again. Who, who going to be punished? In flame and fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, that obey not the gospel, watch this, of our Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't tell you to the people do not obey the gospel of Christ. He said the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ or the gospel that our Lord Jesus Christ preached. Well, what gospel did the Lord Jesus Christ preach? The gospel of the kingdom. What is the message of the kingdom? Matthew chapter number 16. Matthew 16. How were they saved? on the gospel that Jesus Christ preached. Matthew 16 told you that. It says in verse 13, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, who do men say I the son of man am? And they said, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're liars, some say you're Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you the Christ, watch this, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. What do they have to believe in? They had to believe he's the Christ, he's the son of the living God. And then Jesus answered and said to them, Blessed art thou, Simon, by Jonah. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. I say to you, Peter, that you are Peter, and upon this rock, talking about Christ, I will build my church, and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Now, what, what I just give you, I gave you what happened Look at the Gospel of John and look at the end of the chapter. Look at the Gospel of John. See, everybody that was saved by Jesus Christ's ministry was saved because they had to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's how they were saved. They had to believe that Jesus is the Christ. Not See, 
Let me, let me say it again, because so many people are not saved and they don't understand they've been deceived. You are saved now by believing what, what God did for you. God sent his son, Christ, to die on the cross for your sin. That's how you're saved now. The gospel of Christ, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, was Jesus Christ preached, that's what he's saying. Those people who believe, they had to believe that Jesus is the Christ. They had to believe that, that, that he is the Christ. Remember, Jesus' whole ministry is that you may believe that I am the Christ. And the Father sent the Son. That's how they were saved. Let me, let me, give, you some, let me give you a couple of scriptures here. I'm going to give you two in John. I'm going to go back to John chapter 8. Let me show it to you both times. Let's go to John 8 and John 20. And John chapter 8, and we're going to look at verse number 20. These words spake Jesus in the treasury. As he taught in the temple, no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again, I go my way, and you shall seek me, and you shall die in your sin. Why? Well, if I go, you cannot come. Then said the Jews, well, will he kill himself because he said, I will, where I go, you cannot come? And he said to them, you are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Here it is. I say therefore to you that you shall die in your sins. If you believe not that I am he, they had to believe he's the Christ. You're going to die in your sins. Let me show you that at the end of the Gospel of John. In the end of the Gospel of John chapter 20, and let's look at verse number 30. John 20 and 30. Many of the other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that you might believe that Jesus is a Christ. You have to believe who he is. He's the Christ. He's the Son of God. And that believing, you might have life through his name. Remember, they, were, they had life through his name. Your life is not through his name. Your salvation is through his blood. That's why we have the cross. That's why we keep telling you your salvation is through the cross. You have to believe that Christ died for your sins. He was buried. God raised him again from the dead. That's how you say. You're not saved just believing. Well, I believe Jesus the Christ is the Son of God. That's the, son, that's the salvation of the people in the old covenant. That's why we keep, that's why God raised up this ministry to clear that one thing. See, and that's why you got to believe. You got to understand that. So many people don't know how to be saved. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to, go, we're going to go show you that again. This is why we teach you 1 Corinthians. So in 2 Thessalonians, watch what it says. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 8. He coming in flame and fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, what is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ? Let's go to 1 John 5. Let me show it to you. 1 John. Let me show you, let me show you what they preached. Let me show you another. 1 John. Let's stop, it. Let's stop at chapter 3 at the end of chapter 3. 1 John 3 and verse number 23. This is what the gospel of Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not the gospel of Christ, but the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus Christ preached otherwise. And this is the commandment. This is what they had to do to be saved. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of the Son of God. It, watch what it says, Jesus Christ. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of of his son Jesus Christ. See, they had to believe on his name and love one another as he gave them commandment. Now, that's not your gospel. John wrote to the church of God or the Jewish believer. And watch what it says in verse 24. And he that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him and he in him. Hereby know that we are abided in, in us. He abided in us because his spirit which he had given unto us. So these people were saved 
because they believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ. They had to believe. Now, if you go to 1 John chapter 5 and verse 10, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. This was their salvation. They had to believe he's the Christ, the Son of God. He that believeth not God had made him a liar, but they had to believe he came in the flesh. So if you go back to 1 John chapter number 5 and verse number 1, when you teach this, go to 1 John 4, 1 first. Look at 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses, this is why their salvation is based on their confession. And this is why people today think you are saved based on your confession. You are not saved based on your confession of Jesus the Christ. That was the gospel of the kingdom. This is why so many people have been deceived. This is why God raised up this ministry. 1 John chapter number 5. Chapter 4. Hereby know you the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereby you have heard that it shall come into the world, even now already is in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because great is he that's in you than he that's in the world. They are the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that knoweth not God heareth not us. Hereby knoweth you the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, look at 1 John 5. We got a minute. 1 John 5, verse 10. 1 John 5, just verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. Because he believed not the record that God gave of his son. Watch what the record was. And this is a record that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. He that hath not the son of God hath not life. These things have I written to you that believe, watch this, on the name of the son of, the son of God. Believe on the name, which is Jesus that they may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe, watch this, on the name of the Son of God. All right? They believe on the name to be saved. Let me show you 1 Corinthians chapter 15 where we believe in the, the, the ministry of the Apostle Paul. See, there are people out there who don't believe in the Apostle Paul ministry and it is the new covenant. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It didn't tell you how to believe on the name to be saved. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I, not what Peter, James, and John preached, what I preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. Now, that's a tough thing to, to go to church all your life and you believe the wrong message to be saved. You believe in vain. Paul said, look, I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received. Here it is, how Christ died for our sin. What is he doing? He's bringing them to the cross. Gentiles was on this side of the cross after Christ died. The Jews was before the cross. They had to believe on the name of the Son of God to be saved. But after the cross, you got to believe what God did for you to be saved. 1 John chapter 15, verse 3, I deliver you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that God raised him from the dead the third day according to the scripture. My time is up. I hope you would bow your head with me right now and receive the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot be saved just confessing Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You gotta believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. Holy Spirit, help me to believe in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection to be saved. Don't let me be deceived. Just say, Holy Spirit, come on, Holy Spirit, don't let me be deceived. Help me to believe the truth. Show me the truth. Christ died for your sins. 
He was buried. God raised him again the third day. Galatians chapter 3, the first five verses. Read that for yourself. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Read it for yourself. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.